Right, this Bromley Buzz interview is coming from Penge with a man who actually literally will have more than can possibly be said in the maybe 10 minutes we're going to talk. Uh, right, we're on the, what is it, fourth floor of a car park That's in Penge? Blenheim Centre car park in Penge, yeah. yes. And I'm with? Uh, London Calling Blog. Name of? Oh, anonymous. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> is that part of the artistic groove as well? In 100%, that's it. Okay. So, yeah, Does that mean we're not doing pictures either? It does indeed. Excellent. In that case, we're here with the Banksy of Bromley. I, I would not go that far, no. <laughs> no, well, you wouldn't, because you've just been told, telling me that as a, a painter part of this, you've been doing the blank canvases, the black backdrops. Yes, I, I, London Calling Blog is a collective of, of a few people who help organise, facilitate and implement artworks all around Pensionale. So we've been doing this project, Spray Exhibition 20, for seven years, and we've painted over 500 artworks around um, the area, and at current we have over 220 artworks up in the town, or across the two towns, sorry. Sorry, um, which two towns? Penge and Annerley. Thank you. And uh, we are now the biggest project in the entire UK, and we have worked with artists that grew up and live locally to the area, and we work with artists from every major continent in the world. Um, yeah, in the last few weeks alone, we've had um, nine different international artists from Mexico, the US, uh, Denmark, Holland, uh, France, Belfast. You know, uh, we've had artists from Lebanon come and paint this summer. Um, it's become quite a cultural hub for a diverse uh, range of art styles. And um, more specifically, where we're chatting now is a side project we're working on with. Um, Hadley Property Group and Clarion, the local housing association. This is one big side project. This is one big side project. We've painted three floors of the multi-storey Kai Park in Penge Town Centre. And um, we currently have 120 artworks up as this part of this meanwhile project with um, Hadley and Clarion groups. And um, yeah, it's, it's allowed us just to have fun, work some unusual spaces. Um, provide opportunities to again local and national international artists and uh, open the doors up and have people come and see a rather unconventional gallery with a uh, wide array of arts from the gritty to the fine. Well the question I absolutely have to ask is uh, what was the spark for this? If there was a definable moment as to where what you are now doing kicked off I'd love to know it. Um, yeah, we was made redundant from our old job in a former life, and while we was out, while I was out of work, um, I spent a lot of my time cycling around London, photographing historic and interesting areas. I found myself in East London and um, noticed a lot of the street art. I was very impressed with it. I went back a week later, and a lot of it had changed, and that sort of really captivated me as well. That people would come and spend a day or two on these intensely detailed, complex murals just for the love of it, to offer something out for people to see. Uh, so I started photographing it more, re more regularly, which led to me starting a blog, London Calling Blog. Um, we were always going around documenting art in London and further afield and then um, sharing it on our, on our website. And then um, after we'd been doing that for a year or so, we was in our local chip shop in the new year, uh, down Maple Road, and the owner, the, sh the chip shop sorry, was called Nemo's, and unsurprisingly they had loads of kids drawings of the iconic Disney Pixar character Nemo and uh, they had a refurb and he asked us what we thought about it and we were discussing art and the owner said I love art I'd love to see more of it and I just impulsively said I know someone can paint your shutter if you let us he agreed instantly uh, we painted six days later the following weekend and then another two shops along the parade 
wanted their shutter done. And eventually we've got a wall. Uh, in the first year we painted like tw uh, 16 spots and now we have over 200. We rotate and change the artworks, keep them fresh and interesting. Um, yeah, it's just it's been very organic. I can tell you when the spark was, but even at the time, I remember thinking like, if we, if we can get five or six up, this would be really cool for the area. And um, the town folk just keep giving us more spaces to paint. This is an oh, this project is done entirely with the permission of the landowners and uh, landlords and tenants. Um, so you know, if they if they weren't if people weren't supportive of it or provide us these opportunities, unfortunately, those first few people in the beginning did trust us. And when the locals got to see the calibre of the artwork and the fact that we look after it, it you know, it, if it does get vandalised or start to look tatty and faded, we give it a refresh and fix it up. And it's yeah, just very organically, gradually grown into this wonderful project now, which you know, brings loads of people together, calls complete strangers to talk to each other and have these uh, wonderful interactions. One of the things that struck me when I first came into Penge properly, as opposed to commuting through past the station, <laughs> is that this is actually a rather lovely and diverse community. Yeah, it's brilliant in Penge. Uh, uh, Penge has definitely got its own character and I think that's the reason why the art has thrived on such a level that it has. I, I think if I tried to start such an initiative in another town, even locally, it wouldn't have gone anywhere near as it did. The, the locals are great, they're proud of what we do, they're very supportive and uh, as you say, there is a very diverse community. and. Um, yeah, I think they appreciate people wanting to do unusual things. This is quite unusual for Bromley. To, I'll say. You know, it, you know Bromley's you know, very traditionally not very uh, arty uh, borough, shall we say. And you know, lots of places in South East London, it's the same. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, I think it's a de testament to the town that they've trusted ourselves and the artists and uh, let us take it to such a stage that yeah, people come from all over the world to paint here and see it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I remember when I first started this project, I approached one of the artists I knew, and I said, I've got a wall in Penge if you want to come and paint it, and his response was, where's that? This artist only lives 20 minutes away on the train. <laughs> um, yeah, people hadn't heard of it, whereas now Penge is becoming slowly but surely synonymous as a top destination to see art. I mean, we featured in The Guardian as one of the top places in Europe to see street art just uh, two weeks ago. Uh, one week ago, even, sorry. We've been on the BBC. Um, yeah, um, we're getting wonderful blogs, local blogs picking up on us. We have a column in a local magazine. Um, more and more places seem interested to why, and I think it's that factor. It's like Penge, like, you know, it's not Shoreditch, it's not Camden, it's not where people really expect it, but um, yeah, we're this little hidden gem. Mm. Well, my co presenter who's not here today, Zina Narani, is a um, well being and uh, mindset coach. Okay. And she usually throws in questions about mental health. If this stuff around us isn't good for mental health of the people that are looking at it and the people that are doing it, I'd be very surprised. Um, so we made a book last year for charity and we raised uh, over £5,000 for St Christopher's Hospice. And uh, I was delivering them um, just the week before Christmas on the bike. And I delivered one to a gentleman in Forest Hill and he lived in a block of flats so he had to come down to collect it. And um, he told me that he suffers from suicidal ideals and going around seeing the artworks we've painted during the pandemic was really the only things that would get him out of the house and sort of, Me you know. too. I suffer badly from mental health. No, come come and bomb on our podcast. No, 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 come closer because then I can pick you up on the microphone. Sorry, this is an interview between this gentleman here sorry, and uh, the Bromley Buzz podcast 
and as you heard, we were just talking about mental health and the effect of this art. Go on, you, you throw in a few words. What do you think yeah, of it's amazing. I, I, um, I love to take photographs of it. Um, I suffer with anxiety and depression and all the things that are involved in it, but it's something that I can escape from those things when I come and take photographs. And the art is just fantastic. And the more you see, the more you get into it and love and want to see it more. It's, and it's very healthy. I, I don't, there's nothing I see here that is um, <coughs> negative. How often does the art get added to or change here? Um, in the town, it really depends on the spot. Some things might be up. We've got paintings that are still up after six, seven years. Generally, at least a year is the average. We sort of like, um, give a life of a painting in the town. This particular side gallery around the car park space, we're changing every month or two, followed by two open days for the public to come and see it. But it's such a unique space, and there's, there's lots of space, so we can accommodate so many artists from all over the place. Um, we're, we're sort of making the most of it here. Isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a watch this space one, but if you were to come back in a month's time, it'll all be gone, and there'll be something new in its place. Which means, though, that part of the challenge for the high street is to make itself a destination. And of course, because this changes, people can come back to the high street and, and see it regularly. But one question, obviously, the artwork that's created is there for posterity in terms of photographs. Yes. But nobody's running off the concrete wall with the art on it anymore anyway, so it's lost, I take it. Well... In that sense. It is, but that's kind of the... I think that's a big attraction for a lot of people that like and seek out street art. It's the pleasure you, you got to see it while it was there. Mm. You know, you got to enjoy something that only X number of people did. It might be tens of thousands, or it might be half a dozen. You know, it's uh, I think it's quite exciting if you got to you got to see it. If you walk through these doors in the car park, you got to see 120 artworks that other people won't see. You know, so. Okay, actually, that makes me think of live music. It's a little bit like that because That's it. unless it, unless it's put down onto recording, and even then, it's not the same experience. It comes and it goes, and it's unique. That's it. Lovely. Yeah, it's all about the experience, and that's that's why we enjoy doing this. You know, to see how people engage with it, um, and yeah, just the first few paintings we did were all shutters, which typically shops are closed on a Sunday, so we paint them on a Sunday. And they're ugly when they're not. Painted. They are. But we'd go see it on a Monday morning we'd be on our way to work, and it'd be the first time people would see it. And after we painted our very first shutter on a Sunday afternoon, Monday morning all the kids on the way to school. Mummy, mummy, look at that. Mm. That's, that's all it really took to think, yeah, this is, this is definitely not self-indulgent. It, it makes a difference and it's worth pursuing. And uh, I've got to meet so many wonderful people on the way. Again, local and from all around the world. All right, before we finish, okay. and it's unfair to pick on individual bits of this art, <laughs> partly because your appreciation of them is, my appreciation of them is personal like anyone else's. So there's bits here I think, oh no, that's not for me. <laughs> Other bits which I think, God, I'd love to take that home. But I'm going to pick on a couple that strike me and just ask you for a little bit about them. So the first one, we're now on, uh, hang on a minute, what was I saying, third floor? Uh, level four. Level four, thank you. Level four, by the uh, stairs there, there's a, what is definitely a pinky purpley, turquoise, whatever, deep sea angler fish Correct. artwork up there. Tell me about that and who did it? Uh, it's by a gentleman, uh, Bjorn Martin, he's a French artist. Uh, we've worked with him a few times, uh, only in Penge so far, on not any side projects. And he likes painting, um, let's say, your unconventionally attractive animals. And so he's a strong predilection towards fish and reptiles. And uh, I think the attraction with this particular subject was that we are 
in an under-level um, dark floor. Mm. So I think it very much the subject suits the location, really. Captures that sort of underground vibe uh, to match the underwater location of uh, where these animals uh, live. Right, now we're going to walk up a otherwise what would normally be a dull car ramp. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is actually a, effectively an exhibition you're putting on today. Yes. Because uh, normally this car park would be open and you can just park here. No, the top no. floors are now closed off at the moment. So these are only accessible on the open, uh, the viewing day. Are they ever going to reopen or is this being kept for this purpose? No, it'll be demolished and it's going to be redeveloped in a year or two's time. Do you know if the developers have any mind to replicating aspects of this? Um, well, we have made, we have had some discussions about uh, what the legacy of this will be because we, yeah, we, we don't agree with art washing. So it's a, it's a time will tell if. Uh, well, all I will say on that one is good luck and get back to the theme. And the theme, of course, was looking at uh, these artworks. We're now out in beaming Bromley sunshine, and uh, there are two p- pieces of art which I want to talk okay. about more. One of them is what looks like. A finch, a bird, a sparrow, in fact. There we go. Oh, thank you. I'm off off the uh, biological hook there. Um, That is a lovely one. That's not far off what would have been in things like Audubon's birds or more more classical art, you might call it. So tell me about who did this. Uh, It's by a gentleman called Aspire, who's a reasonably local artist and someone we have had the good pleasure of working with dozens of times over the last seven years we painted all over London and especially in Penge and Annalise mm. with him um, you can see artwork of his in the high street now we're back in a tram stop he's got a number of uh, fabulous bird focus subjects uh, what's interesting about this particular work is he's less realistic and a fear than his sort of like soft delicate uh, effect that he would normally generate in his artworks and I say it has a very um, minimalist but sort of like print-like quality, I mm. don't know, and it's got a really, like, the, that flash of pink ties the beautiful uh, browns and uh, red and greens together so nicely. So mm. for me, this one, I, I'm a big fan of this gentleman's art, but uh, it's, it's something quite different from him, and it's always interesting to see how he can take the same subject as a bird, but express and articulate it in so many different ways. And it's not often you can see an artwork where you can literally open the door halfway through it, because it's on both <laughs> sides of a doorway. True. Right, let's walk up to this other one which I'm going to focus on because it is literally massive and spectacular. If anyone has ever seen the Fall of Icarus at the Tate uh, down at Vauxhall, that is a magnificent thing. This is not in that vein at all, and it's even larger, but in terms of an imposing and thunderously beautiful piece of art, I'm putting it up there with my personal taste. And what we have is... A knight in armour on a golden horse um, over a dragon, so it could well be the St George thing. Thank you. Uh, I didn't ask the names of the works, but anyway, but it is spectacular. Tell, tell us a bit about that. And um, this is by a pair of artists called Reeves and Seadock. Uh, Reeves is a Belgian uh, Irish artist based in London, and Seadock is a Ukrainian artist based in London. Uh, they both paint individually and routinely collaboratively collaboratively, as I have on this occasion. Um, This is their first large-scale mural so I think they really demonstrated that they can uh, hit out of the park shall we say if uh, given the opportunity. It's quite interesting because they they both sort of eschewed both of their individual styles and subjects and 
create something quite different um, than you'd expect necessarily, but so harmoniously as well. And as you say, it's so it just towers above you. It's it, stunning. It makes such it's, they make perfect use of this three-storey feature wall, uh, five floors up, overlooking Penge, the Crystal Palace Tower, St John's um, Church spire to the left. Um, it just, yeah, it, it can commands your respect, especially when you get to view it like we are now, in with um, lit beautifully by the sun. That gold mm. just glows. It's, uh, yeah, it's a stunning artwork. Uh, this was painted just um, two weeks ago. And we'll leave it up for a couple more rotations, even though the bulk of the space changes. A lot of effort and paint and money and went into um, doing that. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what else we can do or what else they get. Uh, hopefully, the opportunity to paint more bigger spots and uh, bring brilliant artworks like that to uh, everyone's attention. Yeah, no, it, it, the whole thing is a marvellous job. I, I could have gone on to talk about all sorts of other things, from the the funky to the um, harsh looking, the uplifting the challenging message stuff written into them there's there's a true diversity of artwork up here that's yeah that's kind of the the beauty of having multiple spaces to create um, a number of artworks is that hopefully there's something for everyone be it say more classical traditional graffiti that would be uh, considered by many to be nothing short of vandalism even if it's painted somewhere legitimately to very sort of surreal, abstract, um, cutting edge modern art geometrics, illustration, surrealism, photorealism, uh, yeah, there's stencils, there's a little bit of everything and hopefully something for everyone. Well, this is, um, uh, as you say, an open event. Yes. Um, is it closed the rest of the time? Yes. Okay. So if people need to find out about how to get in touch if they want to contribute art, or if they want to uh, just come and view, or they, at least they want to come to the events when you are planning for the opening. Um, what social media and online have you got for them? Uh, our London, a London Calling blog, Instagram, and the Penge Tourist Board um, Facebook page is where we announce all of our uh, upcoming open days. Because they are slightly irregular, it depends on how long it takes us to paint the space. And you know, some are quicker than others. Um, so yeah, we can't say unfortunately we're here next day of each month, but um, yeah, London Calling Blog on Instagram and Penge Tourist Board on Facebook is the best place to find out when the next open days are, and we will be planning to have at least um, two or three more before the year's out, and we'll see how the winter goes. Well, thank you for introducing me to what is undoubtedly rapidly becoming one of the most iconic parts of Bromley and the world of art, actually. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for your time.